1: Hey, if you've been following me long enough, then you know that I am the founder of many mastermind groups, including M1. But what does that actually mean for you? Well, it means that there's a group of over 400 people out there that are are high achievers. They're from all over the world, walking different paths, but they're sharing in the principles and the practices of success, holding each other accountable and urging each other through positive peer pressure to take their life and business to greater heights. I'm so proud of the 75 whole life millionaires that I've created, the lives I've transformed, the people I've helped lose weight, quit smoking, stop drinking and get into the best shape of their life. In fact, I've even helped people meet the love of their life. When you get into a curated group of people that want more out of life, it's so much easier for you to get more out of life. So if you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with one of my team members at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. I feel like every time I introduce somebody, they're my best guest. And I feel like this guest is very unique because he brings so much to the conversation. Aaron Walker has founded more than a dozen companies over the past 41 years and he's the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, which means he likes to get in the mix with high-minded people. Now, this mastermind that he now hosts 15 different groups with national and international members has allowed him to take the mastermind playbook that he wrote and create a resource for starting, running, and scaling masterminds. Aaron lives in Nashville, Tennessee with his wife Robin of 40 years, and he has two incredible daughters and five beautiful grandchildren. Today, Aaron is going to share his message about personal development and being more than just successful. He now inspires so many people to live significant lives and empower themselves, especially through this Mastermind platform. So please help me welcome to today's call, Aaron Walker. I am stoked to go deep with you on some of this conversation after 41 years of uh, entrepreneurship. There's definitely some things that people can learn from you, and the fact that you believe that iron sharpens iron, which is, I say, you know, in life, if you're willing to do what is difficult, life will be easy. And I think those are probably some similar concepts. What would you say to that?
0: Yeah, no question about it. You know, you got to do the hard thing if you're going to get great results. And I've not been afraid of that for 41 years now, started early at 18. So, yeah, here I am, almost 60 and uh, still going strong. I'm fired up to be leading our masterminds on a daily basis.
1: That's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about uh, where you came from and how you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, I'm a native Nashvilleian. I live in Nashville, Tennessee and um, come from a very poor family, quite honestly, and I wanted more. And so when I was 18, uh, I went and approached a couple of guys and started a partnership. We opened a local pawn shop. I didn't even know what a pawn shop was until I was 13 years old when I started working at a local pawn shop. And We went out and went on our own and God just really blessed it and uh, got married a year out of high school and uh, 40 years coming up this June. So we're pretty excited about that. We kept opening stores, kept paying off the stores. And when I was 27, Rock, I retired. You know, I sold out to a Fortune 500 and thought this is the American dream. And then I realized that it's not what it's all it's cracked up to be and so, Went back and uh, bought the store I started with when I was 13 years old. And we quadrupled that business over the next 10 years. And I tell all that pretty fast to get to this one thing, Rock. Um, My life really changed in 2001. I was headed to the office. I had all the tangible possessions and the success and all those things. And a guy named Enrique was crossing the street in front of me to catch a local bus. Didn't look my way. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian that day. Mm. And it radically transformed the way I look at life today. And so I took five years off. I didn't do anything. We traveled around the world. I built another house, uh, got my legs back under me and Robin woke me up from a nap one day. And she said, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. So I did, we bought a construction company. We took it to a new level. And then eight years ago when I turned 50, I retired. And I went to my mastermind group and they said, well, what are you gonna do now? And I said, nothing. I said, I'm gonna go to the Caribbean and I'm gonna take it easy and I'm not gonna do anything. Well, one of the members leaned across the table and looked at me, his name's Dan Miller, and he said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. I said, what do you mean? And I said, man, I've been working since I'm 13, I'm tired. And he said, "Uh, no, he said, you've had a dozen successful businesses. You and Robin have been married over 30 years and I think you need to coach. And I said, I'm not coaching anybody. I'm like tired, I'm ready to take it easy. Well, Dave Ramsey is one of the members of that group, and he sat to my right, and we'd been meeting for about a decade, and he looked at me, and he said, you need to come and do Entree Leadership Mastery Series. You can do it as my guest, and I think you would find it intriguing, so I did. Rock, I fell in love with it, started coaching a couple of guys, and Quickly found out that I couldn't scale one-on-one, so I started a mastermind group, continued to do podcast interviews, and our business just skyrocketed. Today, we have 15 mastermind groups. We're in eight different countries, and I'm having the time of my life helping ordinary people become extraordinary in all they do.
1: Wow, that's a fascinating roller coaster ride of working really hard and taking time off and working really hard and trying to take time off. So let's break through some of the beautiful things that you've shared with us. So I'm going to start backwards. 15 mastermind groups. Why 15? Are there different categories? How does that work?
0: Yeah, we have 15. There's 10 in a group. So we have 150 people in the mastermind. Uh, I don't think you can effectively see over 100, more than 150 relationships at a time. Dunbar rule. Yep. And so that's the model that we've built. Uh, it's been an amazing ride. We've had guys meeting in the same groups for six years. You know, They meet every single week on a virtual call. It's been amazing. Well, what we found out in that process is there was a real shortage of masterminds in training and mentoring for young emerging men. And so we are launching in February an emerging man podcast and also an emerging man mastermind group as to which 20 to 25 year old men can come, be led and be mentored and prepare them for the ISI mastermind. Well, shortly thereafter, as we were talking through this, I discovered that the men were outpacing their wives. All of the people that are in our groups are men. And so we discovered a real gap between the personal and professional development side. And my wife came to me one day and she said, we need to do something for the women. So We've recently launched Iron Sharpens Iron for Women, and so we've got the young emerging man covered, we have the man covered, and now we have the women covered. So we're gonna develop this into pods of 15 groups so that they can have their own community.
1: So what does somebody get when they come there? Are there a specific curriculum you go over? Is it accountability? What are some of the, the key pieces?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, there's no set curriculum, we have themes and books and titles that we go over, we read a different book every month. So that's just kind of to get the, you know, conversation started. But there's huge accountability, we have a digital platform that each member signs on to weekly. And there's 10 things that you're ranked in and you rank yourself, well, that is displayed in your Facebook group for your 10 members for everyone to see, to hold you accountable. Also, we do two live events annually. One is in April, one is in October. I bring everybody to Nashville, Tennessee at my expense. It's part of your dues. And we bring in guest speakers like Mike McCallowitz or Brian Moran or Dan Miller or, you know, many, many people. Pete Vargas was there back in uh, October and spoke at our last event. And we do, people think we're crazy, Rock, because we start at 7.30 in the morning and we usually go till 10 o'clock at night. Everyone leaves there, goes back to the hotel, and they reconvene, and they talk to one or two o'clock in the morning. And we do that for two and a half days. We do that twice a year. So all that's included in the mastermind as well. But the truth is, is that 60% of it is professional development, about 30% is personal development, and about 10% is spiritual development. I almost lost my family years ago, Rock, because I was chasing money. And I came home one day, with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And I was like, hey, it was just another store. It was another $100,000. It was a vacation home. It was a bigger house, a nicer car. And I found out that what was really important was relationships. And I almost lost the most important relationships that I had. And I said, I'll never do a mastermind again to where I just teach people how to make money. Because if you uh, alter your family, Uh, offer your family on the altar of finances, you still go home a loser. You have a lot of money, you've got a successful business, but the people that care about you the most don't even know you. And so we really encompass every area of your life.
1: Why do you think that that's a theme? We hear it so often that people are trying to become financially free millionaires, make it at the office, and they struggle to spend time with people that as they 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 become more mature in their 50s, 60s. They're like, oh my God, why did I not spend more time with my families, with my kids when they were young? What do you think is the driving force behind that?
0: Well, a lot of it is we're trying to prove something to someone oftentimes, uh, sometimes ourself, but sometimes to others. Uh, We have found a real disconnect in the father-son relationship when the father doesn't show special attention to their son. They're always trying to prove something. So I think that is one huge detriment. Mm. I also think that we have larger egos than we let on, like uh, we want to outdo the next guy. I think it's a a false assumption that there's security in finances. Uh, It doesn't scratch the itch like most people think, um, and I can attest to that numerous times. It uh, doesn't give you that uh, sense of security that you really think it's going to give you. The other thing that my dad really proved true to me is he never made over $15,000 a year in his life. But at his funeral in, in 2006, it was an hour and a half wait to get through the line to pay your condolences. The line went through the lobby, out the front door, and around the building And people come up and they said, hey, your dad was there for me at this time, your dad helped me with this, your dad was an encourager, your dad was always there to help our children, your dad did this and that. Not a single person said your dad had a nice boat or a nice house or a nice car. And I found it ironic in that that we spend 90% of our time trying to possess something rather than building the relationships that really matter. And it taught me a very very valuable life lesson that day when I really stood there for six and a half hours greeting people and not a single person mentioned a material possession. Rock, you've been successful as I have early on. And it's nice. And I never wanna discount the fact that I like to make money. Money can do great things for you. I like to take nice trips, live in nice houses. I like to give money away. But just don't make it your central focus. Don't make it the God of your life. If you make relationships paramount, the money will come as a result of pouring into other people. So I think it's just a mindset shift. We just have to understand what really is valuable at the end of the day. And for me, that's relationships.
1: I love it. Beautiful. Well said. Um, Let's go back a little bit and let's talk about um, that moment that changed your life in 2001. Ironically, that was a big shift year for me for different reasons. So we have a similar timeline there and One of the things that I learned is that we have this force inside ourselves to remain congruent and consistent with how we think others see us. So if we're polite and kind and then we get caught in a bad mood and we're yelling and upset and somebody calls us out on that, there's this discomfort because we're incongruent with how we think we are. If we are honest and we get caught lying, there's shame and embarrassment. Now, you've gone through very iter- various iterations of yourself, but I'm very curious to know that it seems like, you know, a man who's been married as long as you are, with the, the values that you have, when you had this incident happen where you, um, where you killed this man, what changed for you? How did you handle that?
0: Well what I discovered in the process of that is uh first of all I'll back up just a little bit. So after the accident happened that was on a Wednesday morning, 7:30 in the morning. They called me on Saturday at 9:30 and they said uh Enrique didn't make it and I was devastated, needless to say. I called my legal counsel and they said, "Well, first things first, uh don't approach the family in any regard." And I uh, hung up the phone. I talked to my wife about that and I said, "I can't do that." I said you know, I get it, I understand what they're trying to say, but I called the family and they said, Mr. Walker, we've talked to eyewitnesses. We know it wasn't your fault. Said our dad just didn't see you coming. He was 77 years old. Originally, he was from the Philippines and he'd been warned over and over not to travel alone. And he had come to other occasions where that had almost happened. It just so happened the day I was traveling down that road. It did happen. And I paid my condolences and I told them how sorry I was and they understood But I was grieving. Uh, You don't take someone's life and get over it quickly, right? So there's a grieving process. I couldn't handle the stress. Matter of fact, I had some episodes in our business shortly thereafter that I just couldn't handle the stress. And so I decided that I had the resources to retire for the second time. My wife said, I've retired more than the law allows, but I mm-hmm. retired and I said, uh, hey, I'm, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm gonna get my legs back under me. I'm gonna go to counseling and get some friends around me to help me. So it took five years, you know, it took five years to work through that. Wow. And people said, why did it take you so long? And I said, well, that was somebody's father and that was somebody's husband and uh, that was somebody's brother. It was an individual. And what I discovered through that was I felt very guilty And what I felt guilty about was not necessarily the accident. I started thinking through what my legacy would have been had that been me that was killed that day. And what my legacy would have been, Rock, was poor kid from Nashville, Tennessee, makes enough money to retire by age 27, and nobody cares. And I said, that's not what I want my legacy to be. What I want my legacy to be is Rock's life is different as a result of having known me and interacted with me and I can help him. Well, I was so focused inward that I didn't have time for that. It was about opening another location, building another house, getting another car, getting a vacation home, having a place on the beach. All those things were vital to me. And I realized that it didn't matter to anybody but to my immediate family. Now here's what my legacy has been since then. Now he's a giver, not a taker. And see, the natural reciprocity when you're a giver is that people wanna be around you. You bring the light, you bring the energy, you're the encourager. And what's happened, and this is so funny, Rock, what's happened, as a result of that, we've been far more significant in the lives of other people and we've been twice as successful financially. And when you get it in the right order, The resources come, but then you have the right perspective to deal with the tangible possessions.
1: So how would you describe yourself today using the words I am? Because I think a lot of times we're not conscious Mm. of who we really are and what we really value. And I encourage people to spend some time around that. So I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what are some things that have brought up for you?
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it just put me on the spot, but I think I can easily answer that. I would say first and foremost, I'm a person of faith, so I am a Christian. I am a cross follower. I am an encourager. I am a developer. I am a creator. I am the catalyst for change, and I am a husband and father and grandfather, and I am enjoying my life today better than ever before. And that's
1: so beautiful because people that spend time really working on being the best version of themselves, don't struggle with coming out with a litany of words that includes themselves and others like you just did. So thank you for that very authentic um, iteration of who you are. Now, how does one get to that place of being so altruistic um, because of the obstacles that just inherently happen when you go through life? And you're obviously with your different groups helping young men. So how are you helping example those young men create a plan to become the best version of themselves.
0: Well, I think first and foremost, uh, the men that are in ISI proper is a very diverse group. They're from 27 to 65 years old. Some of them are very, very successful in their own right. A lot of those guys come today to just help. They're not even wanting anything for themselves. They're wanting to be the mentor. They're wanting to be that giver because they've experienced things such as I've described to you today. So I think that we've really got to take a self-evaluation to see if we're authentic and genuine. And I really talk a lot about being transparent. And you can't do that before the entire world because they don't have context of your situation. But when you put yourself in the uh, privacy of a group, 10 or 12 people that are non-biased, they can be trusted advisors and they can give you honest feedback The only way that we can ever grow is if we're genuine and authentic. If you let that veil down and you let that facade go and we really get to a place that's real for you, we can help you grow and we can help you develop. But I think that comes through trial and error oftentimes. I think it comes through a sense of maturity because you know well as I do rock when you're young, you know you've got it all figured out. You don't want anybody to know that you don't know something else and You've got everything figured out, and it's amazing how when my children have gotten older, I have become much smarter from their perspective, and I think that's true for all of us. The best way that we can grow is we're designed to be in community. Isolation is the enemy to excellence, and if you want to grow beyond anything that you've ever achieved before, you have to surround yourself with trusted advisors in order to point out, first of all, your superpowers, and then your Achilles heel, and then more importantly, your blind spots, because masterminds offer perspective. It's the most valuable asset that you can get is a different perspective, and I think once you understand that in its entirety, you can grow to heights you've never been.
1: Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, that was a beautiful soundbite. I couldn't write notes quick enough. That was really, really beautiful. I love that. Isolation is the enemy of success and thus solitary confinement for the people that go to prison when they behave badly. So I I get that. Know what your superpowers are. Know what your Achilles heel are. And more important, you said, know what your blind spots are. And I echo all those sentiments so well um, strung together. I know that that's, you've spent some time learning those principles of success and sharing them with other people. Now, you mentioned to me that you have different books that you kind of book at the club sort of thing. So I would imagine there's some books that you must have top of mind right now that you would perhaps recommend to our listeners.
0: You know, it's kind of ironic because of your background, Gary Keller's book, you know, The One Thing was a great book. Uh, Chris Mm -hmm. Voss wrote a great book uh, out there on how to negotiate. Never split the difference. difference. Yeah, it's a great book as well. You know, we have hundreds of books that we've read over the years. Uh, A classic is How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know, I think it ought to be required reading. Uh, But there's, so many great books out there that you could read. I think he downloaded
1: that from, from the universe. I don't think he wrote that on his own. It's I agree. too robust with just absolute gorgeous principles of success.
0: You know, the thing is, is anyone can implement those principles into their life, regardless of what profession that they're in. And those are timeless. Everything that he writes in that book works.
1: I had the honor and privilege of meeting him personally and uh, getting a picture with him and having a small conversation with him. And I still remember the moment today, even though it was probably 20 years ago. But It was up in Montreal, Canada. He came up to do an event and he was off to the bathroom and I remember chasing him down just to get my picture. And um, those great people, they they tend to create that. So if you were to, um, and it's a bit of a classic uh, question, if you were to talk to the younger version of yourself, what are one or two things that you think you would have liked to have had as a perspective back then that you might not have taken while you were proving to this to the world how you know you had already figured everything out
0: you know one of the things that holds everyone back is the fear of failure and i wished i had had a mentor that could have walked me through that earlier and let me really understand what that even means and today i've adopted the mindset of you either succeed or you learn. There's really not a failure involved there. And I always say fear missing an opportunity more than you fear a failure. I couldn't lay in bed at night, Rock, and think, would it have worked? That would kill me. I would know sometimes, though, after I've done something that that didn't work out the way I'd planned, but if you don't take some measure of risk, there will never be any great rewards. My mom, when I was a child, had a saying, and she said, can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all, and I really hated that when I first heard her say it as a young child, but I've adopted it as my life mantra. Now my mindset is, yes, I can do it. What is it you would like for me to do? Not that I'm arrogant, But people buy confidence. People want to be around people that have a sense of confidence, not arrogance, not being boastful, but people want to know that you've got this under control. And the only way that you can do that is by surrounding yourself with the right people that will tell you the truth so that you can refine the areas of your life to make them better. And so I just want to encourage people today to develop a mindset of I can do this and be fearful of missing an opportunity more than you fear failure.
1: Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. You're so eloquent and you've obviously spent a lot of time focusing on how to communicate to people in a way that they can get it succinctly. And I thank you for that. How can people follow you, get in touch with you?
0: You know, Rock, most people contact me now because of the mastermind group. And we had people paying me ridiculous sums of money to coach them, to teach them how to build their own mastermind group, which I did. And our COO walked in my office one day and said, why don't we develop the mastermind playbook and we'll put every systems and process in this to teach other people to do it themselves. A lot of people encouraged me to do that, but other people said, why would you wanna do something to compete with yourself? I said, because I have an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. There's 7 billion people on the planet and you have a sphere of influence I don't have. So we created the mastermind playbook to teach other people to do exactly what we've done. Listen, if I, with a high school education can do this and have 15 very successful masterminds, you can as well. So if you're interested in connecting with me, go to mastermindplaybook.com forward slash Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and you can learn more how you could create your own mastermind. If you're looking to get involved in a mastermind, viewfromthetop.com is an easy way to get in touch with us. We're pretty easy to find online now.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us here. I wanna remind all the listeners that the words that follow, I am follow you. Describe yourself with intent and in a purpose-driven way so that you can leave a legacy that is as beautiful as today's guest. Thank you so much for joining us on this. I really, really appreciate it. It was great to get to know you.
0: Thanks, Rock. We'll see you, buddy. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.